0: It it is Sunday. It is the Sunday before Super Bowl, so it's boring Pro Bowl week, even though it's flag football today. I I still didn't watch it. I I always thought I might be intrigued, but I wasn't intrigued enough to watch it. It is sweep the league. We've got two major things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Super Bowl, obviously. We're going to talk about the Kyrie Irving trade that came through the day before the trade deadline and that's probably yeah. We're gonna make this a quick episode tonight. Why? Because Candice is on mommy duties, and The Rock is playing basketball with family of all things. And I'm gonna tell you, I've heard stories about Rock and his basketball game. So we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit into Rock's bball game. But before we get the uh, show on the road, let me remind you guys about Special Leaf Olive Leaf. Tea, you want to order today? Go to their website www.specialave.com. Order your drinks today. They've got four remarkable flavors: pomegranate blueberry, tangerine ginger, hibiscus blueberry, and the original itself. The original flavor. Again, it's an energy-boosting drink with no caffeine, 100% all-natural ingredients, no added sugar. One thing I read about it, Stats, is the fact that they use monk fruit sugar or monk fruit as its sugar. I've been driving around San Antonio today to look for monk fruit. I haven't found it yet, but I'm going to find it to try it and see how good this tastes in my coffee, because apparently it tastes really good in coffee. But Ooh. nonetheless, go get your special leaf www.specialleaf.com. Order yours today. Stats. I'm talking about monk fruit. And I I just became a fat ass a little while ago. My wife went and got ribs and brisket for dinner. And B&B Smokehouse, have you ever been there on the south side?
1: No, I haven't. Is it really
0: good? Okay, so the brisket is fire. The ribs, we we get the pork ribs. The pork ribs are huge. And, you know, well, it depends. They've got a couple of small ones in there. But, I mean, they're normally pretty big. But they are so damn good. Now, the chicken's okay. I mean, the sausage is, eh, it's all right. The turkey's pretty damn good. Now, I go for the brisket and the ribs. And I swear, I only had one rib. I had maybe a piece of brisket. I had a little piece of turkey. I had a little piece of sausage. I had uh, one little piece of chicken. And heck yeah, my stomach is, like, really hurting right now. And I'm like, that's not even overdoing it, like, at all. How much wow. brisket can you, or how much barbecue can you eat? You're you're like one of the fittest guys on the staff. So, I mean, technically, that's you, Shamaya, Candice, Rock, and Derek are all the fittest
1: ones on the staff.
0: And, I mean, what what would be too much barbecue for you?
1: Oh, man. See, here's the thing with me, Rudy. Like, especially with barbecue, I'm a variety eater. Like, I like picking out a little bit of everything, just sampling a little bit of everything. So, anytime I barbecue or like have barbecue with family or friends or something, I usually end up eating way too much just because I go a little bit of everything. And that's the thing. That's the deceiving part because you're thinking, oh, I'll have a little bit of everything in your mind. You don't think at the end like, oh, gosh, I'm going to overeat. I'm going to overstuff myself. And that's exactly what ends up happening because I end up having more of a little bit of everything. So it adds up. What's your favorite
0: part about barbecue? Like, what is it? Is it the brisket? Is it the chicken? Is what is it?
1: Oh, man. uh, it might have to be the sausage for me, man. Really? So it's,
0: it's <laughs> I, I get that too. I used to, I used to love, like, my dad would barbecue a pretty good sausage. And I, you like the spicy one? Uh,
1: I think I do. I haven't, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure I've had. A, like a few spicy like sausages that are pretty good that were barbecued
0: what do you but, re- like where's your favorite around town if you had to go buy it instead of making it because i know making homemade barbecues is like good depending if you're a good cook but if you yeah, want which i am not
1: i am not a good barbecue cook so uh, i would time, definitely I'm, prefer i
0: almost burned down the damn carport last time trying to light the fire <laughs> that shows you how really? good of a, of a chef and barbecue guy that i am but yeah, I'm in the barbecue contest every year at the Salvation Army. I just I don't cook. I'm the supervisor. I yeah. supervise
1: the team. Well, it hasn't burned down yet, so <laughs> no,
0: not yet. Well, I like how you put "yet" because it it could very well burn down. So, but what what is the barbecue your go to barbecue in town?
1: Oh man, um, see, I I haven't had too many of like kind of mom and pop spots as far as barbecue. Mm. Uh, I've heard good things about Barbecue Station. I haven't been there. But I've heard good things about it. Uh I've heard good things about yeah. blacks. But I honestly, man, I'm a simple man. Like I'm a simple guy. If there's barbecue around, I'll go. Uh the Rudy's turkey. But funny enough, you're Rudy. Rudy, but uh Rudy's turkey <laughs> barbecue turkey is really good. I I will have to agree, if there's ever
0: a turkey, a barbecue turkey, I think Rudy's is a go-to place. I think so because it's like real moist. It's real <sighs> It's 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 good. It's got flavor to it, and I like that. And Rudy's barbecue sauce, you know, before I I lost weight and I I didn't give up barbecue sauce. I haven't eaten barbecue sauce in like three, almost three years now. No, um, really? yeah my my wife's like it's okay to put a little bit of sauce on the barbecue right now. I'm like I haven't had sauce in three years, over three years. Like it's been you'd be surprised what I've given up in over th- for three years now. I haven't had a I, I have
1: no idea. I yeah. have no idea you gave up barbecue sauce for 3 I,
0: years. I we get barbecue, I eat the barbecue as is. So if it has no flavor, if it's shit, I'm eating shit. Like for real. I I don't put oh. barbecue sauce. If I if I have to have a sauce on it and it's not even a sauce. I use mustard for everything. Yeah. No calories in mustard. Probably one of the healthiest things you can eat mustard seed. I use mustard on everything. I will put mustard um I go to Chipotle I get, now I get a salad at Chipotle. I don't use their vinaigrette. I use mustard in there and I mix it up with the lettuce and all my food. And that's what I use kind of as a dressing.
1: I love mustard, man. Mustard's such a good, like condiment, like on anything. Like I'll make like turkey burgers sometimes and just eat like without the the buns. I'll just eat them as is and then just put like dip it in mustard or pour mustard on it on the patties and just season the meat as is. You got to be a crazy MF for not to like mustard. But I know there are people out there that don't like mustard.
0: There are a good amount of people that don't like mustard. There's probably more people than we can imagine that don't like it. All you crazy MFers out there, come on. It's mustard. It's like the one of the greatest things out there. Like yeah. for real. What did you just say a second ago? You made a uh, mustard on turkey burger. So out of all the healthy eating I've done, I've had opportunities to eat turkey burger and I haven't tried it. And I still stick to the regular. I mean, now... I, in the three year span, I have eaten, I eat almost no red meat. Now I get, Chipotle is the only time where I'll eat red meat, but I only get half chicken, half barbacoa. So it's not really a lot. And I eat that, honestly, I, I eat Chipotle probably every day at lunch during the week. So it's my go to spot. It's what's keeping me, you know, in check and it fills me up. But how did okay, so turkey burger. Everybody says it's great. It's good that I should try it. But I'm terrified of two things. I don't like turkey that much. Like Thanksgiving, even when I was, you know, fat Albert for a while, you know, for my entire life, I wasn't eating a lot of turkey. I hate turkey. And I'm speaking good about Rudy's turkey, but I mean, love Rudy's turkey, but turkey burger just seems so bland to me. Like, that's why I don't want to try it.
1: Yeah, the meat too can be a little bit. It's one of those. It's kind of that's. I think that's kind of why I don't deal with pork too often. Like I don't like cooking it that much yeah. because it's really easy to mess up. It just get. It can get dry real fast if you're not monitoring it, like the whole time. Uh, and it's. I don't know. That that's my deal with pork. At least it's kind of difficult to to monitor it from that end but with turkey burgers i feel like they you know they cook a little faster but um the flavor's still there and then like you said just find a sauce find a condiment preferably mustard mustard's really good on like turkey steaks or whatever i call i'll call them turkey steaks because they're not really burgers since they don't have buns or mm-hmm. any of the fixings on them but yeah even just simple patty with mustard and that that's a meal and it's filling too because it's just pure protein Man. So I I guess you're basically saying I need to try.
0: I really need to try um, turkey burgers. And do they come
1: prepared? Like, can you get them already seasoned? Or is it something that you have to do it on your own? I think I've seen some that are packaged uh, already. But I think uh, here's the thing. They may already they may be packaged. Um, like in formed into patties and stuff but i don't know if they're actually seasoned and those are the ones that are already pre-formed for you but i usually just make them by hand you know like make the ball like mix in actually if you wanted some additional flavor um mix in like uh smokehouse maple seasoning like into the ground into the raw meat and mix it in by hand and then mix in some mustard i know i said earlier like to pour mustard over the patty or dip the patty meat yeah. in mustard, but you can actually mix mustard into the meat itself, grind it together with seasoning and it just adds so much extra flavor. Man, you're okay. So when we get off the
0: air, you're going to have to text me all this shit. Cause I need to remember this. <laughs> I'm going to have to really remember, this. you know, it probably goes good uh, with a Turkey burger, especially tea. go get special leaf tea today, www.specialleaf.com. All right. We got We got to get into sports. Cause My, you know, I'm thinking here, I just ate, I'm full and my stomach is pounding right now. Like it's, it's really hurting after eating just a very little bit of barbecue. Um, And now we're talking about more food and I'm like, what the hell? So first things first, the Kyrie trade obviously happened today. I want to tease out a little bit here. I think Dallas is getting a bad grade for the trade because apparently what they gave up is way too much but i want to get into that like i said a little bit later we got to know the super bowl first super bowl's coming up man it's kansas city it's philadelphia now popular choice obviously is probably kansas city i mean everybody loves patrick mahomes you know kermit the frog himself travis uh uh travis kelsey obviously um big name there it's almost like it's the andy reed bowl I mean, he was coached for both teams, so. Yeah, yeah. I I don't – I'm going to stick with what I was saying. I I like Philadelphia. Philadelphia looks too damn good on both sides of the ball. I think this is where, again, Tyreek Hill is going to be missed. I I don't think – I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. I think Kelsey and Mahomes are fine, but I just think Philadelphia is a little too much. Uh, What do you think, man? Are you still – are you going to go with Philadelphia still? I think you were taking the Eagles as well, but if not – if we changed it fine because I want to know what the script
1: says too when we're done. Yeah, uh, I've got Eagles all the way, man. Um, my pick hasn't changed. The team looks great on both sides of the ball. Uh Hertz is gonna use his feet in this one as well. Uh the Chiefs defense is a little suspect. They they give up big plays. Um they've been stepping up a bit in recent weeks though in these playoffs but um the Chiefs man sometimes these, the defense can just let points like fly onto the board and don't get me wrong they can make big plays when they have to if given the opportunity but you know Chris Jones he's, he's been a beast lately uh, for that team and just the Chiefs they they find these plug-in guys um on defense that just happen to go like to get hot at the right time and kind of make up for some of the other deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So you have to give them props for like the team building aspect the uh, the general manager and everything. But um I think Kansas City's uh defense is going to be hurting against Philadelphia. Um Philadelphia has a lot of weapons. You got AJ Brown, DeVonta Smith. Um, 20,000 running backs that can just run the ball, catch <laughs> the ball. Um you know how they roll. Nick Sirianni and his uh running back roster party that they have back there in the backfield. Um, Hertz is going to run it himself. You got Dallas Goddard. Who's probably one of the most underrated like tight ends in the league. Um, so I, I just, they have a lot of weapons in Kansas city's defense. I mean, McDuffie has been good for them in the secondary, but he's still like really young. Um, and he just lacks experience and there's a lot of weapons on this Eagles offense that the chiefs are going to have to deal with. And uh, I could see the Eagles controlling the clock um, just keeping Mahomes off the field, having long drives. And I mean, of course they can quick and I mean they can make a quick score in at any moment as well. So they could do it all, man. High scoring Super Bowl? Yeah, this is gonna be a high scoring Super Bowl.
0: All right. So I mentioned script and I don't know if you have you been keeping up with Arian
1: Foster this past week? No, I haven't. What has he said?
0: Okay, so Arian Foster went on a podcast. And first off, I got to ask you this random ass question off the rails question here, but it has to pertain to what Aaron Foster said. I'm not saying you're a druggie. You probably clean, you know, out of all of us here because I'm clean. I've never done a drug in my life unless you consider alcohol drug. I've never done a drug before in my life. But what is drug... coffee considered a drug? If that's the case, then I'm I'm a fucking addict. I am a <laughs> druggy, Yeah, so. I know. Right. I definitely am coffee drinker and I drink a lot. I probably drink two to three cups a day almost.
1: And that's what I are you are you a coffee connoisseur, Rudy?
0: Uh no. I'm (laughs) I just I I stick to the basics, man. I can't drink anything other than that. I just uh I stick to the basics. McDonald's coffee is probably the only thing I really drink at home. I buy the Curie (laughs) stuff. So Yeah, man. What drugs make you hallucinate? Because I guarantee you Arian Foster was hallucinating when he went on this podcast. Offhand, any drug? Mushrooms?
1: Is that is mushrooms even a drug? Like shrooms? I'm sure like yeah. something has to do with it. Yeah, uh, I mean that. I don't know. That can make someone uh, hallucinate. Uh, I mean, wh- wh- what did he say? Did he did so, he say something really really ridiculous? Oh well, yeah, we're gonna get to
0: I I'm not oh, gonna. Oh boy. I, this is the part of the podcast we're gonna update the podcast as we move along here in 2023 to where I'll be able to play sound clips for everybody so we can hear what he says on a sound clip. But basically, what he says is, uh, he said every year he used to get a script. <laughs> Day one of training camp, it would get dropped off at his locker. He says, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like, this is what goes on. This is what we have to do. WWF, so we know what was going to happen, but you still have to put on the show. He basically said the NFL is rigged. They have a script at the beginning of the season and every player has to follow it. I shit you not I can tell by your silence, you're stunned. But this isn't this isn't WWE, man. It's not uh, WWE. And NFL players mocked him like nobody's business. When I you probably have to go on Twitter and not Twitter, but just type in Arian Foster script and read all the stuff you see about it. So that's what I'm saying. This kind of shit coming out of Arian Foster is scripted. What would be? What would be? What would that do a, a league if it technically was scripted, like WWE? Like how? I I, I can't get over reading this, dude. I, I When I heard about it, I got so many text messages about it. I'm like, did Arian Foster die? I mean, all I see is Arian Foster on my text messages and DM. And I hear that he comes out and says the NFL is scripted. Every year, day one, they give him a script on how the season would go. So apparently, I I I should have known my Falcons were going to lose in the Super Bowl in the last quarter in what three minutes? Last 15 minutes? What? (laughs) minutes Game like what for you? I want to get off of this a little bit, but for you, scripted. What is you've heard it for the first time here? What is it? How do you feel about that?
1: How do you feel Uh, about Arian Foster saying bullshit like this? It's ridiculous. Um, That's absolutely preposterous. And the thing is, if so, let's say theoretically, like this big thing comes out and it turns out to be true. Again, this is all theoretical. Like if it does, you know, if it turns out to be true, uh, this would kill the NFL. Like if, if it was true and this kind of stuff came out, like no one would, everyone would be fed up with this. They'd feel betrayed. Um, I mean the thing is it's not like it's supposed to be presented as actual authentic sports like WWE is you know world wrestling entertainment fans know for the most part that or the smart fans know that it's scripted but they watch because they appreciate the athleticism and the performance of the characters and it's the movie. characters themselves it's exactly it's like your favorite show like you want to you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen but you want to watch the journey. The process, yeah, it's a movie, is what it yeah. is.
0: I, I get yeah. what you're saying. For everybody listening, we're not saying that Arian Foster is right. This we know it's not scripted. This is total bullshit. This is something that Arian Foster is like Kyrie Irving, who kind of what's weird is a transition because Kyrie said the world was flat and all this other stuff but um the thing too is the fact that as the doorbell goes i have a postman or
1: something here to uh, order a pizza already
0: i think so now that would be crazy right my fat ass decides to uh, to, uh get the uh barbecue ready and i I hear the doorbell with a pizza um no i didn't order a pizza by the way it's actually arian foster dropping off my script for this work week coming up here um i gotta see what i have to do for the work week here as i'm on my script but We all know the credibility is gone and we're, we're saying right now, this is not, we don't believe any word of this at all. Like we know it's bullshit. We really do. And yeah, credibility and all, but it just, it made me like really scratch my head and think, what the hell is this world coming to that? We have people coming out like this saying, Oh, it's scripted. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. No. Why, why would you say anything like that? Why would you even, because stats we know for a fact there are dumbass people out there that believe this shit they they will run with this and say it is scripted it really they will run with this dude like why would he say anything why why even say that even if you are you're the only one that believes it, why say anything because uh, you know attention. It, it's attention but then it goes to okay. The ref Smith's a call. Those little few believers are going to blow everything up. A million-dollar bet that gets screwed by a call. It snowballs into a lot of stuff. And that's why I'm like, why did you do that, dude? You are really screwing this league. So, Arian Foster, you are our idiot of the week, obviously. Yeah. We're going to do an yeah. idiot of the week. Here, you man. got swept, Arian. Sorry. There's no competition. No competition.
1: Yeah. Sweep, sweep, sweep.
0: Yeah. I, sweet, sweet, sweet. yeah I, I. There's no competition. Kyrie Irving is another guy that um, could possibly have done some damage to his reputation back in the day, but he's in the news as of today. He's going to be a Dallas Maverick. He's going to be teaming up with Luka Doncic and Woods out there. That is a nice little trio. Now, the Mavericks, a lot of people say they lost this trade, that they didn't come out on top. How do you not come out on top with Kyrie on your team next to Luca? Well, here's the thing you're giving up a 2029 20, first round pick and two second round picks 2027, 20, 2029. 20, they gave up Dorian Finney Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie, who goes back to Brooklyn, by the way. I don't. I'm gonna to have to talk to a couple of our sources here because we got we actually we're big time. We have sources now here at Sweep to Lake. I need to find out how the Mavericks didn't really win or break even on this trade. Because Kyrie is better than those guys combined. Maybe and I'm thinking well, maybe because they gave up a first-round pick, but that's not till 2029. Last I checked, we're in 2023. That's six years from now. So how did they not? Make out on this trade. I, I'm kind of dumbfounded by it. Nonetheless, reaction stats. What what is your reaction to Kyrie being on the Mavericks? Because for me, instant Denver Dallas. That should be the Western Conference Finals
1: here on out. Yeah, I mean it should be Kyrie. No one's doubting Kyrie's talent. That's the thing. Like as far as talent wise, yeah. Like Dallas has won this trade for sure. You got a stud in Kyrie Irving, um who again, like he's just a very complicated player. Because like when any time he's on the floor and he does his thing, his handles, um, it's mesmerizing. Like just watching what this guy can do with the ball and his uh, footwork, his handwork, just like making guys like lose him and everything. Uh, It's just fascinating to watch. But when he starts going into his weird tangents and starts kind of stating his opinions that are a little bit out there and starts becoming a distraction that's when a lot of people just get turned off by it and just start disliking him. And um, no, again, no one is doubting his talent. He's one of the best like handlers in the league. Um, one of the league's best players in general. Um, but it, again, it just comes down to, can he coexist with Luca and company? Can Jason kid get, you know, the, the characters here, get all of the personalities to mesh well together. And uh, I think that's the biggest question. And uh, the thing is, Kyrie is gone from Brooklyn. So he got what he wanted. He's out. He's done. And what Dallas Mavericks fans can look forward to is the fact that now that he's got that huge distraction off his mind, he can focus on the game of ball. So that is one big positive that the organization has to look forward to. And of course, like him and Luca are going, like they can be devastating. But uh, kids, kids got himself a challenge with this. And I feel like people are there are some people out there who are just touting the Mavericks as like this eat right off the bat, this immediate unstoppable force, but there are some things that they're going to have to work out. And um, we'll have to see how fast they get, get, you know, they get everything clicking because it's not going to, I don't think it's going to happen in like one or two games. Um, they have to figure some stuff out. And the biggest question is figuring out the balance of the personalities on the team. That
0: was my next question. Kid, can kid actually make, this work now. Luca's got a massive ego. Luca's got to have the ball in his hand too. He controls the offense. So Kyrie's the exact same way. He controls the offense. That is my biggest concern. Two ball dominant guys together in the backcourt. I would think if I was J Kid, I would probably want Luca to run the offense. But then I'm thinking Kyrie is so quick with the handles so quick to get to the basket can make anything happen he, he his shot uh his shot selection is it's unlimited which Luka doesn't have that so that's kind of why I would play him off the ball but then again I'm like man I don't know how do you uh, uh, that was my thing to ask is Jay kid how difficult is it going to be for him that you think it's gonna be. I know you mentioned him a little while ago and it's gonna to be tough, but where would if you were J kid how would you play this? I mean, this is this is Christian Wood's dream too, the big man they have, because he can get lobs from both Luca and Kyrie. They both can break down a defender, which means they're big. The the other team's big is gonna to have to help on the weak side or even the strong side, meaning that Christian Woods gonna be in the basket for dunks left and right. So we like Amari Stoudemire all over again.
1: Yeah, and we uh earlier in the season we touted that Christian Wood signing is probably the most underrated signing. You know, like that that was a huge pickup for the Mavericks. And now they're getting a lot of help here with Kyrie. But again, it's just it's a matter of how these two uh, like you said, ball dominant players um balance the offense and um how the shooting is gonna work too, like the shot selection and that's the big thing. How can these two guys coexist together that need the ball essentially? And don't get me wrong. Luca can take shots as well. Uh, He can make threes and so can Kyrie, but you know, both guys really operate at their best when they have the ball in their hand.
0: Yeah, they really do. They really need the ball in their hand. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Now we're going to get Kyrie to make his Mavericks debut. I'm believing it's against LA. Uh, The Clippers on Wednesday is when they're expecting him to make his debut. So, I'm going to be tuning in Wednesday, Um, you know, I guess, you know, it's on ESPN. I guess I'll watch it. No, hell, I'm going to watch it just because I want to see how this works out. It's going to be a challenge. What's
1: up? Hey, quick question. Has Kyrie said anything uh, since the trade as far as like how he feels about being with the Mavericks? I haven't seen anything
0: come out of Kyrie's Instagram or anything like that. Not that
1: I've seen. Yeah. Well, because to hear, so I know we're, we're just talking about the talent, like that Dallas just acquired in Kyrie. And it's, it, that's, don't get me wrong, they undoubtedly got the talent there. But um, I just want to read a quote here from Kyrie. So, again, one thing, one big, probably the biggest thing the Dallas Mavericks fans can look forward to is the fact that Kyrie now has this Brooklyn net situation. In the past, he's moved forward and the Mavericks are going to roll with him. And hopefully this will help get Kyrie back on track and be more team focused and um, be able to just dedicate and kind of sacrifice for his teammates on this new Dallas team. Well, here's the question. Is
0: it a one year rental? Because he's a free agent at the end of this year. Mm hmm. And he's already stated he wants a max deal, which I think it's like 198 million. I don't know what a max deal is for him. I'm trying to look it up right now, Um, but he wants to get a max deal from somewhere. This is the bold question that I have for you and for everyone out there as well is the shit that he's pulled off in Cleveland, you know, the shit that he's done to Brooklyn the issues that he caused in the in Boston for the little time he was there. What team's gonna want? And again, you're talking about I can't say generational talent, but I can definitely say elite talent. Like this guy is freaking good. But what team is gonna want to pay this guy, knowing that you might get problems left and right from him.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like almost on at a this whim point,
0: on a whim he could
1: quit on the team.
0: Exactly. I mean it has Russell Westbrook feel all over it. So he's eligible for a four year, two hundred million dollar extension. And that's what he wants. So does does Cuban give it to him? I mean, you did trade for him, but and to me, you did you gave up assets, but not not anything to kill your team, I don't believe. I think from what I read too is that. Dallas isn't done making deals, which means you could possibly see a Zach Levine in Dallas possibly? You could maybe even see... I,
1: I have heard that one. And yeah. That was before the Kyrie Irving
0: deal was you, even made. You could see an OG and an to Dallas maybe? I mean, DeAndre Ayton might be on his way to Dallas. We don't know, but apparently Dallas is still going to be making another move or so. So... I don't know, man. This is this is getting kind of crazy for me because it's like you get Kyrie maybe at least for this season, but does Cuban sign him onto the extension? Give him Luka and Kyrie in the backcourt? Does he want to make sure it works out first? I have no idea. If he doesn't sign Kyrie, where does Kyrie go? Because if I'm a GM, hey, dude, you're talented. You're a talented motherfucker, but I can't deal with your issues. I mean, remember COVID hit, you know, he didn't, he couldn't play. He went, he skipped the basketball game, a game, an important game apparently, I think if I remember because he wanted to go to a party, a family member's party or something like, yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't care if you went to a family member's party. I mean, to me, I don't care if you, I skip work every now and then to go to a party or whatever, if it's a family member. Yeah. I mean, you do it. If you have to go out of town for family, you go out of town for family. You you got vacation time. The NBA is just like any regular job. You get vacation time if you need it. Who cares? Whatever. I don't have a problem with that. Hey,
1: hey, quick question. Yeah. Um, so in theory, let's say Dallas does you know decides to move forward, um, and just let Kyrie go into free agency. Um, Kyrie is looking for a max deal. Now, again, this is just theoretical, and this organization doesn't really bring in star stars like this, but um. What about the Spurs? Is this a potential guy that the Spurs could offer the contract and they have all this young talent already on their roster that Kyrie won't feel like there's another guy kind of taking his limelight? He can kind of ball. Popovich could probably maybe get the best out of him and kind of tone down the character. Is Pop even going to coach though next year? Yeah, that is that is a big question. But is that is that something... Is that an option that the the Spurs could potentially make? Hmm. You know, I wouldn't say
0: no. I mean, I, I wouldn't say no that it wouldn't happen. I mean, we really don't know. I don't even know what the Spurs want to do anyway to begin with, but I really don't know exactly if that would work out. The fans would love Kyrie here, no doubt about it. Does it harm harm the development of the younger guys? Probably. Does it benefit them? Probably. Because now you have a guy who can break down defenses, who can get to the lane, who can command a double team, which is going to free somebody up. He's going to cost you, you know, 30 plus million a year, maybe. 25, 25 minimum a year. And... The Spurs are going to have the most like they're they're one of the teams that's going to have the most money available. And I can give you the exact number right now going into next season. As of today, the Spurs are the. They're number 30 on salary cap. They are paying out the less out of any team in the NBA. And when I say the less, we're talking they're paying about 17 million dollars, 18 million dollars less than the team above them next year they only have technically right now, 54 million, almost 55 million in guaranteed contract. That's wow. That is insane, dude. And I'm going to tell yeah. you right now, the cap space, uh, let me look up what the cap is right now, because we don't know what it is going into next year. Um, Let me see. NBA salary cap for this year is 134 million. Dude, we're talking about the Spurs. 134 million is the cap. The Spurs aren't even at 100. They are 30. What 34 million underneath the cap, roughly. Man, next year it's that's supposed to cap supposed to go up next year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But if it doesn't go up next year, and it stays at 134 million. It's 162 million before you get taxed. So if they say 134 million, you're great. But if they get to 162, as long as they don't go over 162, they won't get that dollar for dollar tax. So the Spurs essentially have a hundred and eight million dollars if the cap stays the same to spend. Wow. They, they won't do it because it's San Antonio. They, you know, we don't have all the money in the world. So you have to put a product out there. It's like H-E-B's Hill Country Fair that, you know, you've got Brooklyn and all these teams that are Coca-Cola and Pepsi mm-hmm. and all that. Well, the Spurs are Hill Country Fair. They can't compete with the bigger ones. So they're going to put a good product out there for people to buy, but it's not going to be the number one contender every year. That's exactly the comparison I can use. Yeah, I've, they're not going to. I don't think they're going to be big time in free agency. They're going to want to keep it under 99 million, maybe under 100 million, because, bro, they're not selling tickets. Nobody goes to the games. So,
1: but again, that's why back. I ask. Yeah. But again, that's why I ask about this Kyrie option, because Kyrie would put butts in seats. I would go see him, I would go to a Spurs game and watch him uh, numerous times. And then, of course, you got more eyes on the prize here in San Antonio. You know, get more games on like big time TV spots, maybe against, you know, Kyrie against Durant, you know, all of his old matchups, Kyrie versus LeBron on TV, ESPN, TNT, you know, kind of bring more eyes to San Antonio. If you put it
0: like that, I can probably see that then. I mean, considering considering you're on 80 million underneath the low part of the salary cap at 134, 25, 30 million for Kyrie is not it doesn't kill your cap at all. So I could definitely see that if it if that's something they wanted to do. But it's getting Kyrie here. I mean, San Antonio is probably ranked exactly where they are in the salary cap that they are on his list, probably the very last team. He would probably go rather go back to Brooklyn
1: before he went back there. He came to San Antonio. And I mean, again, again, we just don't know what's going on in the mind of Kyrie. It's just he's he's the enigma. I think we've said that before. Yeah, he really, is. he really is an enigma, man. We just don't know. But you make an intriguing point, man, because Kyrie and San Antonio would
0: sell some tickets. They would get some national games because, I mean, who doesn't want to see Kyrie versus LeBron? Who doesn't want to see Kyrie versus KD if KD is still in Brooklyn? There's word that KD might want out of Brooklyn now. He might want to be traded before the trade deadline because what the hell are you going to do? I mean, they Brooklyn screwed up. They screwed up big time. They did not surround KD and Kyrie with the one player that made sense, and it had to be a big man. Ben Simmons was not that guy. James Harden was not that guy. You traded, you know, basically all you did was trade dog shit for a bigger bag of dog shit when it came to Ben Simmons and James Harden. I mean, they're both – James Harden, for the most part, is doing good now. He's doing fine in Philadelphia. He's actually bought into the system knowing, hey, Joel Embiid is that guy. He's more, you know, he's deferring to Joel Embiid and he's actually playing the way he needs to play for Philadelphia to succeed. But Ben Simmons, I mean, come on, man, this guy, this guy's fall from grace was, was big time.
1: I mean, I I don't, I don't get it, but that's what the problem is. It's fascinating because they bring Simmons in, but what did, what does he add like to that team, because again, we already talked about Kyrie's like very ball dominant, but so is KD. You know, both those guys need the ball, so they need to be surrounded by like a big man and shooters. And in theory, you know, they brought in Joe Harris. They signed him to an extension, uh, which was a great du- It was a great move at the time. Uh, pretty good deal. Um, but what does Simmons add outside of defense? Like he can't shoot the ball still. He has to be up near the rim. He doesn't spread the floor. So, are we even so sure he brings defense to the table? I mean, that's probably declined. But uh, before before we we uh, stick with Simmons, you mentioned Harden and kind of embracing his role on the Sixers. Um, I got to give him more props too, because at the beginning of this season, and I you got to give him props for this. He right from the get go, right from the beginning of the season, I think he realized that he had to make a mental change in how he approached this team, how he approached his role, because. Um I don't know if you saw any of the photos of him like from camp and his workouts, mm-hmm. but the dude lost a bunch of weight. like he lost like he looked good like going into the season. he lost fat because remember how all those like the the tubby pictures of him <laughs> from like his last season in Houston. yeah, um but yeah, and even and even when he was with Philly, he still carried some of that weight, but he lost a bunch of weight. He looked like a lot better uh going into this season so um not only did he physically transform, but he mentally like you mentioned uh just absorbed this new role and just uh you know brought it in and just completely bought into this system
0: yeah he really did and it shows I mean Philadelphia's playing some really good ball right now uh two game winning streak they've they've been playing really good and I think they're going to overcome I think they're going to be able to get past the bucks I think they're going to overtake them in the standings um Boston is kind of that team that's kind of a mystery for me in the East because I still think that I'd like Milwaukee, but I think Middleton, it's going to hurt them. I think they need to get Giannis another another scorer there, another, you know, not alpha type player, but somebody that makes sense for them. Um, Kyrie there would have been, Jesus Christ, that would have been massive. But maybe a guy like a Kyle Lowry would be good there if they can yeah, get like him. Like a distributor. Yeah, just somebody there that can get some points but can distribute, make it a little bit easier for Gianna, uh, Giannis out there.
1: Man, um, Kyrie would have been wild in Milwaukee. That would have that, been absolutely nuts because that roster is stacked with shooters like all across the board. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think Kyrie there, it, with him and Giannis, I mean, it's, it's two different types of players. You know, Giannis is a ball-dominant player, but... I think if he was to let go, start coming off screens and rubbing off screens to get to the basket easier, it would probably make his life a lot easier, I think. But then again, you know, salary cap numbers, I mean, you'd have to probably trade a good amount. I mean, Milwaukee's number four in salary cap, so you'd have to almost give up a Milton or a Drew Holiday, and I don't think you want to give up a Holiday right now. I mean, defender and all. all Mm All-star. Yeah, so maybe you give him middleton but brooklyn doesn't really want middleton i mean middleton's kind of broken right now so it really didn't make sense for them to make that move anyway number wise i mean it makes sense for them to put him on the court but not number wise at all um nonetheless yeah. Kyrie's a maverick he's well i don't know if it's official quite yet but it technically is official if it's reported by shams and Wode. so Uh, Kyrie will be in Dallas, hoping to make his debut on Wednesday against the L.A. Clippers. It'll be on ESPN. Man, outside of that, we got Super Bowl coming up. We're both taking Philadelphia. Rock is out playing basketball, man. So I used to work at a local AC company. Rock started working at the AC company way after I'd left already, and I actually helped him get a job there. So my buddies that were still working there said that they played basketball with Rock one time. And they said that Rock's jump shot is unlike any other. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and I can't describe it because I've never seen Rock play. But they said that his shot hits glass, but that's about it. So it's like brick <laughs> it break glass. I probably so probably so. So we're going to have to get some footage of rock playing basketball and getting this jump shot. Apparently he's got the uh, the jump shot for you to forget all jump shots is what I've been told. So good luck to rock out there playing basketball. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt because we need rock here on the show. But man, we're going to put the show to an end here. We talked about Kyrie. We talked about the Super Bowl coming up. Great, great thoughts on the Kyrie thing, man, because him to San Antonio does put seats in the it does put uh, butts in the seats for sure. It sells tickets. You're right. It really does sell tickets. I I really like that idea you had there. We also talked about barbecue, barbecue and food. I like that. We didn't mention the C word this year, this week. I felt calm. It, It felt so calm but I do want to mention the D word. Don't worry. It's not anything bad, but Duke can go to hell. They beat Carolina last night. Biggest rivalry in all sports. Duke kiss my ass, do whatever. I hate you guys. I will always hate y'all. The rematch through matches here in a couple of weeks. So I had to get the shout out out there, but for rock, who's balling up like that guy on a, was a long King Polly with Ben Stiller, uh, Philip Seymour <laughs> Hoffman, yeah. That's probably how Rock shoots, too. Let it rain or make it rain or let it rain or whatever. <laughs> for Shemai on the Beach, for Derek Gervin, who actually I think is making his return next week, if I'm not mistaken. He's coming back next week. So Derek coming back. Candace on Mommy Duties. It's been myself. It's been Stats. It's been a great one. Don't forget to get your special leaf tea. Head over to specialleaf.com. www.specialleaf.com. Order your drinks today. Get them a four-pack or a 24-pack. Four great flavors. Pomegranate, blueberry, tangerine, ginger, hibiscus, blueberry, and the original flavor itself. So, again, for stats, it's really accomplished in here. So we speak league again next week, we'll see you all then. Oh, yeah.